Hello and welcome to the first episode of Confessions of an Autism Mama. My name is Anna Bonasara and I'm going to take you back to the beginning of our journey of becoming a family with children who have special needs. So in 2014, I had a 14-month-old called Nathaniel and I had just given birth in January to my twins, Jude and Luca, who are five weeks premature. And um, I was with the their dad, but we currently weren't living together at the time. And there was a lot of strain on our relationship. And eventually um, we did separate. Um, he still sees the boys. They have a great relationship with him. Um, and yeah, but it just, it wasn't the relationship that was supposed to be let's just put it that way (laughs) but he's great dad to them and they really love him and absolutely fully respect him for the father he is so um fast forward a few years of struggle of being a single mum but we managed we survived we coped I did whatever I could to get through those first couple of years um and when the twins were two they had their um, normal kind of visit from the health visitor where they kind of tick boxes and say can they do this and that obviously having three children um, so close together life was very chaotic so the twins flagged that they were very far behind now in my mind they were my babies and I always used to say <laughs> Um, I wish they'd say babies forever because I knew I wasn't I wasn't with anyone, so I wasn't gonna have a baby for a long time. So um I kind of would say I just wish they'd stay little. Um so I didn't really notice of how far they were behind really. Um they it was quite a handful with the three of them, so I didn't really go to like mummy stuff. And I was only 21 at the time, or just turned 22, but well. I was 21 when I gave birth to them. So by the time they were three, I was almost 23. Um, by the time they were two, sorry. Just ignore my pregnant brain. Um, and yeah, so I really didn't know how, kind of how far behind they were. Um, at this point, Nathaniel was um, three and he kind of was a little bit behind in terms of his speech. But once he started going to um, preschool, it really caught up. So there wasn't really any worries with him. Um, but he was like a quite a handful of a toddler as well. So, you know, it was all systems go. Anyway, it was flagged up that they were really far behind. I can't remember in what areas. I think most areas, specifically speech. They did not have any speech at all. Um And the first thing to do after that was to go for a hearing test. So um, my mum came with me to take the twins to their hearing test at our local hospital. We didn't have to go to the big one, luckily. Um, And I like took it in turns to go in with the boys. Now, I remember that they didn't really focus (laughs) very well. God knows how they actually got a, a hearing tests out of them because um it was chaotic and they didn't really pay attention um and uh yeah so they came back fine and then I remember kind of like turning to my mum and thinking like well 
if it's okay if it's not their hearing then what is it and at this point I had absolutely no idea of any special needs stuff I was completely in the dark no one had said it might be this it might be that it was all so I just felt I felt so lonely going through this process which is why I share heavily online now our journey because I literally didn't have a clue and I used to call it what I felt like was living in limbo. So after that the next step was then to go and see a speech and language therapist. So um, it was by this time it was like April they turned to in the January. So it was the end of April um, it was coming up to Bank- Maybank Holly weekend which was my birthday weekend um, and I didn't really feel like celebrating after the speech and language therapist um, saw us. It was just such a mess of an interview um, or an assessment um it obviously it's twins so I had a twin buggy um two children and my mum came with me again because you know it's a lot taking two toddlers who you know didn't realize at the time but had special needs out on my own so um she was there for for to help and also for moral support and the 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 room was so tiny so it was very cramped and there were like little like puzzles and toys kind of like set out um and they weren't really interested in that <laughs> they were more interested on the fax machine that was sat on the floor and i thought it was like a fake like an old fax machine that obviously didn't work nope nope it was a real one and they literally started like pushing buttons and dialing it she then also had her <laughs> bag with her lunch on the floor which then they proceeded to find of course and they sniffed out the food and um so it was just again I'm going to use the same word but it was just absolute chaos and there was just no order to it and she eventually like they did kind of like she got him to try and do a puzzle and I remember her like saying well he's just doing trial and error like he should be able to look at the picture and match it and at that point I did think that's a bit far-fetched like come on they're they're just two and a half like they should be able to look at the puzzle piece and fit it in and not trial and error I just thought that was a bit much but um at one point she said like where's mummy like go to mummy look at mummy where's mummy and they just didn't register at all and she turned to me and she's like she doesn't they don't even know who you are and that really broke me and it made me feel horrible made me feel like it was my fault like I was the like they they didn't know who their mum was like that that really hit me hard and um at the end of kind of like her doing some bits and she blew some bubbles and stuff and then she kind of sat down and showed me this piece of paper and it was like a cake and she's like like, these are the layers of like speech and communication um speech and language whatever I can't remember what how the exact words and um you know they don't even have like the foundation level of the cake because they don't have the understanding so um you know we, we wouldn't expect them to be able to actually physically talk because they don't have this understanding so I left that meeting feeling really hurt and like guilty (laughs) like it was my fault shame I felt all these feelings it was so overwhelming and um at the time I was still single um and although I really respect 
my ex for the dad he is we don't we don't have a great relationship personally we don't we don't share the same opinions on things and that's absolutely fine so it was was really I didn't really didn't have anyone to talk to about it I didn't know anyone else who was going through it um and I just felt very very I don't know what the word is I just felt probably frustrated like angry like I had these amazing little boys like drag me into the kitchen and just expect me to read their minds and know what it was that they wanted and I I couldn't answer them and they would just have a complete meltdown because I couldn't that they were frustrated because I didn't know and I was frustrated because I couldn't help them and I just remember like like sinking to the floor and in the corner of my kitchen just like sobbing because I didn't know how to help them I didn't know what was wrong I was just in this limbo land of something something's up and I don't have the answers to help so after this I was given a form um I can't remember if she gave it to me or if the health visitor gave it to me I think I picked it up from the health visitor actually and I was at this point I was like right I I need answers like so I need to do everything I can as quickly as possible so um, I had this huge form that I was going to fill in, which was then going to go to the paediatrician. And it's like one of those forms, which is like, when did they smile? When did they roll? When did they engage and crawl? And like literally like trying to remember those things when you were just in complete survival mode when they were little. It was really tough. But um, I mean, right now, if you ask me all those things, I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, but back then I probably had a bit more of a better gauge because it was only like obviously a couple of years um, previous. So I filled in all the paperwork that weekend, even though it was my birthday weekend and I did go out, I just felt really, I, don't, I felt really down and really like not celebrating really, but I did go out with my friends, which is lovely. Um, uh, but I got, I made sure I filled in that form and dropped, And I dropped it round to the doctor's surgery to to get back in um, before the bank holiday weekend was over. So that, you know, I had done it as quickly as possible. We could get this ball moving because I knew that there was going to be a, a, a wait time to see the paediatrician. Um, they also recommended, because they currently weren't in a preschool setting, they were just home with me, Um that I look into a preschool um, or maybe a nursery somewhere that maybe that could was more specific to their age group. Um, so even though Nathaniel was at a really great preschool in our village, I decided to go and look at somewhere that was um, like more specific in terms of ages. So I went to one that was a, like still quite local. Um, a little bit further away um I started to drive and I went to look round kind of explained what we were going through at that time and they did say they had some girl twins there at the time who were also kind of going through similar things with their speech delay and stuff um and that they seemed quite happy the idea to take them on um they showed me the rooms it was beautiful really lovely spoke to someone um and she was saying, you know, make like, hopefully you get this paediatrician because they're really good. Um, so it was it was really positive. So I left there feeling like really positive. And again, um, that I got 
the um, forms back into them ASAP. I think that was over Bank Holiday weekend as well. So I got that in as soon as possible so that I could get the ball rolling with getting them in. Um, But then um, I waited to hear back from them for weeks and weeks. I left phone calls, voicemail saying, you know, could you get back to me with what availability you have for them? And then eventually they left me a voicemail because I must have missed a call saying that they were now fully booked and they wouldn't have space for June and Luca, which I felt like I'd been completely fobbed off because you just told me <laughs> that you had spaces and then you ignored me for ages um, and came up with some stupid excuse, really. So I felt really down about that. Um, and then by that point, it was like too late because it's like May and nowhere else had spaces. Um so I had arranged for the twins to start with Nathaniel at our local preschool um, come like the new term, new school year from the September. <clears throat> so we got our date through for the paediatrician and um, it was in the summer holidays. So the boy's dad is a teacher, so he was off. So he was able to come with us um, and uh, we had Nathaniel as well. Um, and I recruited my sister to come so that she could kind of like stay with one of the twins while we went in with the other one and then swap. Um, and when it came to our turn to be called, she was just like, oh, you can just all come in. <laughs> Which I kind of thought defeated the object of having two appointments. So that kind of annoyed me. So it was a big room. So it wasn't squished, but, you know, it would have been better, I think, if we could have done it one by one. Um, so we all went in and there were, like, again, little games and stuff out on the table, etc. cetera. Um, but I didn't really, she didn't do much for my rec- recollection. Because this is, like, <laughs> um, how many years ago now? Like, 2016. Um she didn't like I felt like there was lots of activities out there but she didn't really explore them with them so we chatted to her for a bit and kind of discussed and then I said about you know the whole preschool thing how we they were going to be starting and she said they need to be in a setting for two terms before they can have what's called a multidisciplinary assessment so in my eyes that was they needed to be there from September to October half term, from October half term, come back to Christmas and then hopefully the January after that we would get some kind of assessment. Now for me, I know people who are going through all this right now, that seems like so quick but when I was in it at the time I just felt like it was taking forever because I didn't know at all what it could be because they actually gave no you know, idea of it might be autism, it might be this, it might be that. I just felt completely lost and just time dragged. So we got to um the like the end of the pediatrician appointment and she kind of basically said, my results are inconclusive due to the lack of communication. And I just kind of remember thinking like, what? Isn't that the whole reason why we're here? And 
Yeah. So I, again, just felt this frustration, this anger, and just felt like we kind of been just, we're just left to like, just deal with it and not have any way of helping our boys who were so frustrated. Um, so we went away and we basically got on with life, you know, struggled on and, um, you know, it was so frustrating. Um, and it was really hard to see them so upset and not be able to help them and not have a clue. Like I didn't have a community around me when I was going through this who, you know, had been through it before. I didn't have any advice from other people. I only, you know, it wasn't really, I feel like social media has come such a long way in terms of opening up about struggles and vulnerability and stuff. And it wasn't something that I shared with many people at all. Um, because again, I'd felt all the shame and this guilt, like it was my fault, which obviously wasn't. Um, and then it came to January, and at this point, I was back at college and I was doing um a fitness level two, I can't remember what they're called, some kind of qualification. So I got a text during it that had like a missed call so I listened to the voicemail and it was my health visitor saying that basically there wasn't going to be an an appointment for the MDA the multidisciplinary assessment until like the end of summer and I just felt so disappointed and just like I know it that's not a long time now I know that but it just felt like just so I was just gutted I was gutted because I really thought you know they'd had the two terms which is what they told me so that's what I kind of expected in my mind that come January we were going to have this assessment I think I was actually that was December um just before Christmas um so we carried on and um just doing what we're doing they were getting on really well at preschool preschool was so amazing with them and just yeah they were definitely coming you know along a bit in their own little ways um and enjoying being at preschool if anything else um and then in a march i actually found my now husband <laughs> um we started dating um and it all went just very very well went went romance and um he was just so amazing with the boys. John's actually a year younger than me. So it ne- we never expected to be an official thing, let alone get married and have two extra children on top of that. But um, yeah, life works in mysterious ways when, when you're not looking for it and it comes. But I genuinely didn't think that I would ever find anyone to take on me and my three children, let alone while we were going for an autism diagnosis. And there was like many a chat of like, you know, this is too much. Like you can, this will get out of our free card. Like get out now before it gets, you know, too serious. And nope, he then wasn't going anywhere, and he hasn't. <laughs> so, um, in the April, we got uh, a letter to say that we were going to have a multidisciplinary assessment because there was, um, I think there'd been cancellations. So we were going to have it like in the May. So it was literally like, I think like three weeks from the actual appointment or something like that. So it was coming around really fast. Um, and just before that, we'd had a chat with 
the preschool and uh, myself and my ex and I think my mum and dad um, were there about like their future and kind of like school was mentioned like it wasn't their turn to go to school yet and Joe was going before um but they kind of like mentioned had we thought about it and stuff and the idea of special needs school at that time made me feel really sad and I felt um I'd always kind of pictured that you know I had these three boys that were so close together and I just thought oh they were going to go to school together and you know they'd be able to see their big brother at lunchtime and so yeah that made me a bit sad um the idea of them not going to our local school and with their brother um but that was so far away you know it wasn't something that was on the forefront of my mind very much um and then the most disciplinary assessment we got to it and it was it's in it's at our hospital hospital the John Radcliffe and the children's area and it was just it's an amazing place <laughs> like they have like this amazing playroom and it's just got like, everything you can think of like outside area they have like messy play activities that were different every day so we literally went up and down um a whole pretty much a whole week I think it was Tuesday Wednesday Thursday in the end because um the Monday we'd already had an eye test previously um, so we didn't need that. And the Friday would normally be like a roundup meeting of all the professionals. Um, but we had that scheduled for the following week at our more local, um, smaller hospital. Um, so yeah, it was very overwhelming being there and parking is absolutely awful. So I went in with the twins on my own and then my dad, um, found a space and walked up and I just remember him walking in like his eyes filled with tears like I was like please don't cry because if you cry I will start crying and I just felt like I had to like I had a bit of a wall up back then you know like it was hard in work and I felt like if I kind of let my emotional wall down then I was not gonna stop so um I was like a bit of a emotionless person back then um and they were loving it. There was sensory room. Like I got some amazing pictures and memories of it. Um, and then the pediatrician came in to talk to me and just asked me a few questions. Then she was like, "So when's the last time that you saw a speech language therapist?" And I was like, um, "Like last April." She was like, "What? Like thirteen months ago?" I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Why?" And I was like, "I don't know. <laughs> was I supposed to have said that?" She, like. <laughs> surely that's not my my fault you're not supposed to ask me why you're supposed to go and find that speech and language therapist who made me feel like shit and say why haven't you seen these twins so um and then the speech and language therapist came in who was a different one who was really lovely who was going to do the assessment that day and she spoke to me separately and she asked me exactly the same question and pretty much had exactly the same response and I just like shrugged because I was like I don't know why I haven't seen her why they haven't seen her because it's just you know I've never been through this before was I supposed to chase her up probably did did I realize that absolutely not I didn't know that's something we were supposed to do in um my dad had paid for a few lessons speech language lessons uh privately um but they were quite far away so it was really not manageable to get them to and back and yeah so that didn't work very well and she went on to maternity leave as well and then we didn't find anyone else so it didn't continue privately um so uh obviously 
having two children going through exact same thing um I needed someone there which is why my dad was with me so he we said that he would go with the speech and language therapist because she was doing more of an assessment on them whereas the pediatrician needed to ask questions which I would probably only really know the answers to out of the two of us so um it was a lot it was really hardcore (laughs) like really just draining answering questions and questions and then doing it again as well with the other twin and trying to separate them I really struggle with that I know it's really bad but like especially back then they were much more similar than they are now so it was much easier to talk as like a collective of both of them but we got through it and we did a hearing test as well um afterwards and um they just I I can't remember if it was both of them or I think it was both of them were really not interested in doing this hearing test which I don't blame them um so we actually had to use Moana soundtrack on my phone which was like the you know go-to movie to watch at our house back then um so like we had like what can I say except you're welcome like on really quietly and like they would like move it to one side of the room and then move it to the other side of the room <laughs> see if like they looked that way and stuff so again hearing test they passed with flying colors just about thanks to Moana um thanks to Dwayne Rock Johnson um and um then we swapped and we did it again um so obviously I missed out on the whole speech and language therapist side of things so I then um after the end the speech language therapist who's called Christine she said do you want to have a chat about it I was like yeah 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 cool so my dad stayed with the twins in like the playroom area and um I kind of remember her sitting down and saying well this is kind of like the spectrum this is the autism test that I've done and this is like the scale that like Jude's here and I haven't tilled it up I think Luca's going to be right next to him and I was just like oh autism okay (laughs) like I didn't know that what we were doing here (laughs) we're doing a autism test but okay that's fine and um I kind of felt like this whole like weight had been lifted off my shoulders like whoa okay um and then I'd recorded that chat luckily so then I could send it to the boy's dad because he was working so he couldn't make it um so that he could listen to what the speech and language therapist said I'll have to find that I bet that'd be really interesting to listen to now if I still have it um and uh and yeah so and then I came out and then in the playroom there's like this huge board with like autism and all these like facts and things on them I was like oh okay well why did no one say this to me earlier why did no one say it could be autism so then I could go and research and find support groups and everything so that was a little bit frustrating that it was never even mentioned really so yeah I uh, I felt I felt like I had my answers at the end of that first day I felt like exhausted from it but I just felt like I 
I had something to hold on to. I had something to go research. I had something to go and find other people who were going through this and find a community. Um, and that's exactly what I did. I literally researched and researched and researched. I joined support groups. I went to meetings, probably meetings that were way too advanced and experienced for what we were going through at that time. Um, but I'm so glad I did it. Um, and day two, my mum came and it was um, the psychologist. And there was a bit of a miscommunicate, like a bit of an understand misunderstanding. She like basically it sounds really stupid but she was it's almost like I'd had gone in with each twin and had like the little meeting and then afterwards my mum caught the psychologist in the hallway and they were chatting and she had said to me about one of them I think it was Luca um does he line things up? And Jude, yeah, Jude really did back then, but Luca didn't really line things up. He put things in certain places, which is what's important with autism. But she literally wasn't going to put on her report that she thought he was autistic because she'd said line up and not put things in like specific places. Um, so um, she'd asked my mum that set that part of that that rephrased the question to my mum and my mum said yeah yeah no he does that um so yeah we could have almost missed out on an autism diagnosis for Luca when he definitely is the one who who needs it the most um so yes that was interesting um and then the next day we had oh my god that was horrible my dad came with me again to the last day and it was bloods and seeing the dentist. The dentist was fine and they managed to get me hooked up to a local dentist who specifically helps with, with special needs, kids and stuff. So that was great. Um, but the bloods was just, oh my God, it's awful. I think it like took three or four of us just to hold one of them down. And then I had to swap and do it again. And at that point I was like, emotionally drained and like ready to burst out crying seeing my children so distressed and having to do that it was awful one of the worst things I think I've ever had to do with them poor little things um yeah so sad um and that was it and then we had our like follow-up meeting on I think it was the, the month following Monday and their dad came to that and they basically the pediatrician said yeah I'm they have autism and there are loads of other different parts of the diagnosis as well like obviously nonverbal, global development delay sensory processing difficulties and other letters which off the top of my head I really can't remember but those were like the um important ones obviously that really were affecting them um and they were both nonverbal at this stage um and they were what three um three and a half so that was obviously the one that people were worried about. Um, and yeah, we we had our diagnosis. And I know like that sounds not a long time. It's only like a year and a half really. But it felt like such a long time at the mo at the time we went through it. Um so I might like my heart goes out to everyone who is going through it right now because I know it's gonna be extremely demanding. Um, and it's just, it's just a really lonely place, which is why I love the internet 
for making it more acceptable to talk about. Um, you know, platforms like Instagram and TikTok, that's so much more talked about than it was back when I did. I just didn't know anything about autism or special needs really or anything. I never thought it could happen to me. <laughs> you never do, do you? You don't have children thinking, oh, that's, you know, going to be me. You just don't, which like who would? So if anyone is going through it right now, then I'm sending lots of love. Um, we are actually in 2022, um, 2023 now we are going through the process with my eldest who really struggles with anxiety and I've always kind of thought that he has traits of autism um so we the school kind of like contacted cams and had an initial kind of like getting help session with cams and they agree to put him forward they thought well, they I didn't say anything they said that we should put him forward for an autism assessment so um we're currently going through that right now I know that's going to take absolutely donkey years um but um he, you know he's not he's a different level of autism like there's so many different like aspects of autism and I just don't want him to get to like he's 10 now so I don't want him to get to GCSE level and he really struggle with his work and not get the help he needs because I didn't do a diagnosis and I wish I'd done it years ago um there are a few things that stopped me but I'm just glad that we're kind of going pushing through it now um, and it's very 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 different so something to talk about on another podcast but that's how we got our initial you know it's how we were thrown into being a, a family of children with special needs um, and there have been lots of challenges since um, and lots of good things too um, so I'm looking forward to sharing them on the podcast and I hope you enjoyed listening to that and I would love to hear about your journeys and your experiences um and yeah so please do get in touch and if you enjoyed this or think you know someone who might need to listen to this um then please do feel free to share with them as well and and follow for for more that's coming in 2023 thanks so much for listening and i'll speak to you all soon bye